106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Back. One final point before we go tonight. What the mainstream media was afraid to tell you about the news this week. This week, while the mainstream media obsessively defended Hillary Clinton's attacks on Tulsi Gabbard, here are the things that happened that really matter. A federal judge overturned an Obama mandate that could allow doctors and medical providers to be sued if they declined to perform transgender surgery for religious reasons. Now, that's a pretty big deal because it was a pretty big and egregious and obvious violation of the First Amendment right to religious liberty for medical providers of faith to decline to participate in procedures that violate their religious beliefs. But did the mainstream media report on this story? No, no, they did not. The mainstream media did not say a word because the mainstream media is in the pocket of the Democrats and this story makes the Democrats look bad. Joe Biden, John Kerry, and Harry Reid all caught on tape from 1998 calling Bill Clinton's impeachment a lynching. This comes after the Democrats spent the week pretending to be outraged because President Trump called the Ukraine witch hunt a lynching. The Democrats and the mainstream media claimed Trump was a racist for using that word. But did the mainstream media report that Joe Biden, John Kerry, and Harry Reid all said the exact same word in the exact same context 20 years ago? Nope. Once those videos surfaced, the mainstream media suddenly just stopped talking about the Trump tweet. How convenient. The state of Massachusetts tries to make it a crime to say the B word, punishable by a fine of $200 or six months in jail. A Democrat legislator introduced the bill, which is an obvious violation of the First Amendment right to freedom of speech. But did the mainstream media report on this story? Nope. The mainstream media was silent. A judge ruled to allow a lawsuit by the city of Chicago against actor Jussie Smollett to go forward. Chicago is suing Smollett to collect $130,000 that the Chicago Police Department paid to officers in overtime pay to investigate the false police report filed by Smollett. But did the mainstream media report on this? No, no. The mainstream media barely covered this because it makes them look bad, because they believed Smollett's hoax hate crime without investigating it, because they want to believe that all Trump supporters are evil. Former Obama staffer Jen Psaki admitted on CNN that presidents use quid pro quos in foreign policy all the time. She said it's normal for presidents to use levers to make foreign nations behave the way the U.S. wants them to behave. And we use money, U.S. aid, as that lever. But did the mainstream media report on that? No, they did not. Of course not, because the mainstream media has spent the past month pretending Trump's phone call with the Ukrainian president was some kind of egregious, impeachable crime. The mainstream media doesn't care to report any of that to you, so we will. And that is my final point. Do you know you're paying a $1.26 tax on every gallon of gas? I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. That's right, $1.26 tax for every gallon of unleaded gas. That was calculated by the California Energy Commission and reported by the Orange County Register. Families and jobs are being hurt by this high gas tax, which also drives up other prices. How has this happened? California's Democrat politicians and their wealthy, self-serving government unions are doing the bidding of liberal environmental activists who 
regard dirt and trees as more important than people made in the image of God. So the ruling Democrats have imposed the highest gas tax nationwide, 98 cents in gas taxes and fees, plus a 28 cent mystery tax. Permission to be angry. Learn more at SaveCalifornia.com. Fighting the good fight for your values in California. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. This is our podcast, our 31st podcast, and uh, you can reach us either on uh, your podcast source or through our website, where you can also get some articles from me. You can reach that at nohostagesradio.com, nohostagesradio.com, and there's uh, 31 podcasts there, plus... 62 articles for the Territorial Dispatch over the last uh, 31 weeks. Uh, that the If you've never read the articles, the articles uh, are of a similar nature to the podcast. They're just shorter. So we're going to be on here today, if this is your first time, for six segments, uh, 20 minutes each, with a few minutes break in between where I play some clips that have to do with the topics that I'm uh, addressing so uh, you can reach me a couple of different ways. You can reach me at Lou, L-O-U, at NoHostagesRadio.com, Lou at NoHostagesRadio.com, or you can uh, text me or call me at 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. If you get a voicemail, that it, it's for also the Trauma Intervention Program, so don't think you got the hospital instead of me. It'll say Lou. This is Lou at No uh, Lou at uh, Trauma Intervention Program. So uh, just leave a message there, and I'll call you back uh, because I'm on the phone a lot. And uh, but I don't really screen calls. I just respond to calls because I never know what they're up to, and I deal with a lot of different uh, projects in the community here. We're broadcasting out of Yuba County, Northern California, 58 counties in Northern California. This is one of the top northernmost 20 to 24 counties. Very different uh, from the south. If you're from another state and never been out here much, the north is very rural, uh, more laid back, far less population. The population starts to get intense down around the Bay Area. We call it San Francisco area, Bay Area. And then it just gets dense, more dense as you go south. Um, we in the north would love to separate from the state of California and have our own state. We really don't have a lot of similar interests as a south state. We don't have anything against them. We just don't want to be controlled by them. Uh, the way our legislature is set up here in California uh, we do not have uh, it, both uh, aspects of the legislature, both the Senate and the Assembly, are controlled by population, as opposed to the way the federal system is, where 
the Congress is controlled by population or dictated by population, the Senate by a jurisdiction. In other words, there's two senators per state. So we have counties up here uh, that basically have no representation because if Los Angeles County votes against what all the Northern California counties wants to do, uh, California gets its way or uh, L.A. gets its way. And uh, that's fine for L.A. L.A. has different needs than Northern California does. And that's why we need to have two different states. There's been a movement uh, with what we call the state of Jefferson. But like any movements, it's been it's had divisiveness and uh, personality conflicts and egos. And uh, those conflict with good ideas, just like they do in uh, large government fiascos like the state of California. So the effort to create a state of California has gotten bogged down. Uh, or a new state of Jefferson separating from California has been bogged down through personalities and politics. Very discouraging, but uh, it's still needed. And if you get a chance to push it that way, uh, certainly I work towards that. There's a lot of uh, clips on YouTube about the state of Jefferson. And uh, we don't have uh, much in similar, much uh, alike or much uh, similarity to the problems of uh, the metropolitan areas of California. That's why we need another state. So that said, um, we're interested in less government here on this podcast, more representation, less government, less taxes. What we feel here uh, at the No Hostages podcast is that basically we've had a takeover uh, in the United States, particularly by the in the state of California's government has grown and more and more with millions of uh, employees, those employees vote, and those employees vote uh, to control the election to tilt their way with bigger and bigger government. So what we did without firing a shot, we've actually become a socialist nation, and we certainly has, have become a far, far more socialist state even than the nation, the state of California. And uh, you can see the beginnings of the downfall. We're on fire. We have the highest uh, costs in the nation of almost any aspect you look, whether it's housing. Um, we have the highest costs in, in uh, taxes. We have some of the worst government management where the state constantly is on fire and is constantly flooding because environmentalists won't allow us to build any more dams or to clean out the dead timber. It's just a complete fiasco. Uh, there, we no longer can build any more lo uh, roads through the forests, so you can go through and manage them. They want it to be rewilded uh, to protect all these endangered species, but then they don't seem to complain when the entire thing becomes an inferno and burns up all these species up. So we have a uh, complete meltdown happening here in the state of California. We have. Uh, the cost to register some cars is almost as high as the cost to buy a uh, transportation vehicle um, back in the day. So some cars are costing $1,000, $2,000 to register. Uh, it's, it's totally absurd. We're having to smog our cars every two years uh, when really uh, the new cars are hardly putting on any smog at all. But we still have to go through and, 
it just want no matter what you do in the state of California, what you want to go anywhere, do anything, you're paying a fee, a tax, hundreds and hundreds of taxes, all kinds of restrictions on what you can do, can't do, wash your car, water your yard. It's just uh, it's a totalitarian takeover uh, without firing a shot. And uh, it just shows you the power of the electorate. So uh, one of the uh, efforts, one of the reasons that uh, the state is the way it is, is because because of uh, passivity and people that just think it doesn't matter what they do, that it's always going to just turn out okay, And then they whine and complain. And then some actually get up and leave the state. But most just whine and complain, do nothing about it. So there is an opportunity right now to recall Governor Gavin Newsom, um, who is the poster boy for nonsense and totalitarianism and socialism. Uh, He's a guy that uh, uh, whatever you see on the streets of San Francisco, you can attribute a lot to him. He spent eight years there uh, as mayor. And then before that, he was on the board of supervisors. And then in the state of California, you can also attribute a lot to him because he spent eight years as lieutenant governor under Jerry Brown and now is the the governor of the state for the last year or two. So uh, we see him making all kinds of crazy uh, decisions, uh, you know, along with the legislature, removing straws, uh, yet you can have all the needles you want and throw them on the ground. It's just on and on and on. So we have uh, people crapping all over the streets. We have diseases starting. Really, we have a third-world nation. I saw a pumpkin the other day. Somebody had carved some pumpkins, and they put the candle inside them and had different messages, and yet they had a pumpkin carved with the letters of P, G, and E, but there was no light on inside. So there's all kinds of comments being made about the downfall of California. You know, every wealthy country or well-to-do country that that uh, that slipped into the the uh, ditch of socialism did it uh, a little bit at a time. Venezuela, which was the most prosperous uh, nation in South America and had the greatest oil reserves in the world, uh, did not collapse overnight. But it wasn't long before they national they began to nationalize utilities and oil, and things began to collapse. Pretty soon, the government took over the food supply, and they weren't able to deliver food to the stores. People began to die. They took over the medical supplies. They ran out of medicine. People began to die. Socialism actually kills people. Uh, socialism actually uh, caused the entire nation to lose weight in Venezuela. Uh, These aren't uh, far-right conspiracy theories. These are actually reports from mainstream media, uh, people eating zoo animals, eating their pets, uh, eating out of dumpsters, uh, people that were normally law-abiding citizens, uh, stopping big rigs, 52-foot trucks, and uh, breaking into them and stealing their, their food before it got to the stores because... Uh, when government takes anything government touches, it screws up, it ruins. And uh, I read the other day, it said the difference between the Titanic and California is tight. The Titanic went down with its lights on the, 
If you've lived here very long, this whole baloney that we are now experiencing climate change or the greed of PG&E is just absolute nonsense. What's driving the, I've been living here for this, my sixth decade or seventh decade. Uh, I have watched this state for many, many years when the only time any small uh, power outage occurred was when there was a tremendous storm and uh, maybe a transformer or uh, a pole got broken or a car hit a pole, but PG&E had the power back on literally, even in remote areas, within a couple hours. Downtown hardly ever stayed off more than an hour or two. So all this nonsense, uh, with we're now uh, far ahead of all tech technology, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, from where we were 30 years ago. And now we can't even keep the lights on. Something's gone bad, really bad. And it's it's really about environmentalism. This is about a liberal takeover of the state. You're seeing exactly what uh, socialism produces, and that's the inability to deliver goods of any kind to the populace. So whether the, the government will take over food, whether they take over medicine, Will they take over fuel? You will not have any. Uh, they can. They do not have the ability. It isn't an American problem. It's a socialism problem in any flavor you want to do. The, the Russians couldn't pull it off. The Chinese couldn't pull it off. The Vietnamese couldn't pull it off. People, people starved, died of disease. People are still dying of, of lack of medical care in places like Vietnam. They still, since they took over in 1975, they still can't provide health care to uh, the rural areas of Vietnam. People just, they don't even have, uh, if you need a, uh, people go without glasses, just regular glasses. They cannot get them. They cannot afford them. They cannot travel to the cities to get them. They don't have ways to get there. They don't have the money to get there. Uh, mass transportation is horrible. This concept to convert all of us to to uh, municipal transportation is just complete nonsense. It'll never work. The the concept of turning all the utilities over to bird blenders and solar is nonsense. It will never work. It doesn't work now. It will never work. We're only producing about four percent of the entire state's power through uh, windmills and uh, wind and solar, and there's no way it will ever pencil out. The only way, uh, if you solared and uh, windmilled the entire state and paid about 10 times as much as you're paying now on utilities, it uh, we may provide a lot, but we're never going to provide enough to, to power the entire industry um, and commercial businesses, commercial enterprises of the state of California. It just won't work. Right now, it's costing us billions of dollars a day every time the power goes off. Uh, we're shutting down farm operations. We're shutting down industry. We're shutting down all kinds of things. The PG&E in the state of California didn't even consider all the uh, apparatuses, medical apparatuses that are in homes uh, that are uh, breathing machines and various things keeping people uh, healthy, as healthy as they can be at whatever age they are, whatever ailment they have. They just simply shut the power off and left it up to them to figure out how to how to uh, either go buy a generator or whatever. Uh, nonprofits like Freed, who works with people with disabilities and such, contacted over 500 
of their uh, clients up in the uh, Nevada County, Yuba County area and found about 10% of them. The rest of them had kind of so- solved whatever problem they had to power up their machines at home. But, but uh, Freed found over 50 people that were in desperate shape. One died up in Butte County. Um, PG&E eventually provided backup batteries to be delivered out to these people. You know, folks, is this sound like nonsense and Keystone Cops way to run a, a state? It's just totally crazy. Now we're running battery backups out to our senior citizens and most needy folks. And then we're just loaning it to them. We're going to eventually go back up and get them all and bring them back somewhere and wait for the next fiasco and then take them back out. Listen, people, uh, this entire fiasco in the state of California is driven by liberal nonsense. It's insane. We, we are being led by people that are literally insane. So uh, you have an opportunity to begin uh, a revolution in California by recalling the governor of the state. It's very simple. Uh, you can sign a petition. Uh, you can go to Recall Newsom, Recall Newsom without an E dot U.S., and you can find out about it there. You can call out to or go out to Elite Universal Security in Yuba County, or you can come over from any county and go to just south of Marysville, Elite Universal Security on 5548 Feather River Boulevard, 7490280. That's a 530 area code, 7490280. And you can sign a petition there 24 hours a day. That doesn't get any easier. Uh, there's, there's no place it can get any easier than that. But if you call there and maybe you're up in the foothills or you're in another County and you're listening to us, you can call that number and they will help link you up with coordinators in your County, uh, that you can sign in your County. Now, listen, you just have to be a registered voter. Now I just saw some statistics for Yuba County that were really discouraging. Um, and I, I think I can't quote you the exact figure, but let's just say there's around thirty to thirty-five thousand registered voters in Yuba County. I know it's over thirty thousand. the The figure I had was oh, just between seven and eight hundred Yuba County registered voters had signed the recall petition. Now that now, if you have any whining or complaining in your body, and you do not sign uh, this petition or register to vote at the same time you sign a petition, you're an idiot. You're a damn idiot. You just need to leave the state. I would rather, I would rather fight here and know who I got with me and fight idiots than have a bunch of half-baked people whining all the time, but won't get out and won't, won't register to vote and won't uh, sign a recall. Now, once the recall is signed, or you get enough signatures, we get a million and a half good signatures if that comes to pass. That does not recall the governor. That just puts it on the ballot where then people have a chance to say, yes, I want to recall or no, I don't. If the yeses win, then any others that have been qualified for the ballot that would like to take the place of the governor in the event that he is recalled, then they will, the highest vote getter will, will become the next governor of the state of California. 
Now, it's entirely possible to recall this governor. It's been done before in the state of California. It hasn't been done very often in the United States of America, maybe like two times where the governor actually was completely recalled and taken out of office. I think two times were one of them. So it can be done. And uh, it's much worse now when when we uh, recalled Gray Davis in 2003. So you have an opportunity to change the way this government goes, we need to begin by cutting off the head of the serpent, which is the governor, and then we we need to go after the uh, the individual representatives up and down the state. Now, we don't have a lot of choice in Northern California, where probably most of my listeners are, uh, because we're already voting for the conservative person, except for John Garamendi, who's a total loser. Uh, and that's in, uh, he's the congressman for uh, the, the third district here. Um, so we have an opportunity to, to make a recall and you need to find out, you need to make the effort. If it's the top thing you do today or tomorrow, you need to make an effort to talk to your neighbor and get them registered, get 10 or 12 people. I've got a lot of people registered. In fact, at glad tidings where I attend church of glad tidings, you can also, Sign up out there during the week, 1179 Eager Road in Yuba City from Tuesday through Friday. There's office staff working out there on the weekends during the church services. They're signing up people to recall. I think we turned in 100 to 150 uh, signatures here the other day. Now, listen, it's it's uh, embarrassing and it's an indictment on the apathy of Yuba County residents. And I'm sure it's probably not too different than Sutter County. But uh, we have people listen to this uh, the podcast from a number of states. Uh, and listen, we're all in this together. And your state's going to be facing some some stupid stuff that you're going to have to deal with. And if you sit back and do nothing, uh, you're going to lose big. You're going to get your nose broke on this deal. So we're going to take our first break here. Um, we have a, a clip uh, about House Democrats approving a bill to protect animals but won't protect babies. So we're going to listen to that. I'm going to take a little swig of water and be right back. to animals a federal crime punishable by hefty fines and up to seven years in prison. Now, while previous law only provided felony charges for animal cruelty, when a person filmed or distributed footage of organized animal fighting, according to this new Preventing Animal Cruelty and Torture, or PACT Act, a person can now be prosecuted at the federal level for crushing, burning, drowning, suffocating, impaling, and or sexually abusing or exploiting animals. The only exception to this rule is hunting. And in response to this bill's passing, Humane Society Legislative Fund President Sarah Amundsen said these malicious acts deserve federal scrutiny and attention. Federal prosecutors and law enforcement officials will finally have the tools they need to bring those responsible for cruelty to animals to justice. 
Now, at the same time, House Democrats, under the leadership of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, have blocked the GOP's Born Alive Infant Protection Act from getting a vote 69 times over the course of six months as of mid-July. The bill would fill gaps in current federal law by requiring that doctors provide the same level of medical care for a baby born alive after a failed attempt at abortion as they would for any other child of the same age, and would mandate under penalty of jail time that they transport that child to the nearest hospital for further treatment. Failure to comply would carry a punishment of up to five years in prison. That's two years less than the House's new animal cruelty bill. Now look, I'm all for protecting animals against abuse. In fact, what I think should be done to people who are found guilty of torturing animals would probably get me banned from this and every other social media platform. But how is it that the United States Congress has the moral fortitude to protect puppies and kittens, but an abortionist can poison a living preborn infant with a heartbeat, and then, if that weren't bad enough, can deliver that child alive, lay it on a table, and let it die without medical assistance, and apparently House Democrats think that this is perfectly acceptable. And don't give me some song and dance about how this doesn't happen. It happens all the time, and it's well documented. Registered nurse Jill Stanick testified before Congress that she herself held an aborted baby born alive for 45 minutes until he died because she couldn't bear the thought of him being dumped in the hospital's soiled utility room to take his last breath alone. He'd been aborted because he had Down syndrome and he was between 21 and 22 weeks old, about the size of my hand. And he didn't move very much because he was using all of his energy attempting to breathe. And I remember toward the end of his life, I couldn't tell if he was alive or not unless I held him up against the light to see if I could see his heart beating through his chest wall because their skin is so thin at that age. According to her testimony, other babies, including ones old enough to have been given life-saving medical treatment, have been left alone on counters, thrown in the garbage, or at the very best, held by some compassionate but helpless nurse for hours because no one's willing to help them and there's no law that says they have to. And Stanek's not alone. Countless abortion clinic workers have testified to watching babies die after being denied treatment, including some babies who were born in the third trimester. The CDC reports at least 143 cases of born alive infant death that could be definitively classified as involving an induced termination that occurred between 2003 and 2014. The Heritage Foundation notes that in 2017 alone, Florida reported 11 infants were born alive following an abortion. Six were born in 2018. Arizona reported that in 2017, 10 babies were born alive. In Minnesota, there were three. And those are just three states. Others don't even keep track. How sick is this? While House Democrats are willing to throw down in support of defending yellow labs and calicos, but won't even consider defending babies? But mark my words, any person convicted of torturing animals deserves whatever we feel like throwing at them. But a society that can see the inherent value in a dog, but not in the life of an innocent child, deserves far worse. See, when your family say they miss you and you don't hear from them every day, that means they want some money. Okay, so now you want some money now. Okay, I, I, so I get that. So I'm like, well, what's going on? What do you need this money for? Well, I don't have a job. Well, I say, well, McDonald's is hiring. <laughs> They're going to tell me uh, I'm too good to work at McDonald's. How in the hell? Hold on. So you broke. You don't got no job, okay? <laughs> and you picky, how the hell that work out? How you gonna be broke 
No job in picky. Now, if you ain't got no job, how the hell are you too good to work in McDonald's, okay? Help me. Help yourself help me, okay? Because as long as you don't got no damn job while you being picky with no job, my tax dollars is going to your damn food stamps, okay? So stop being picky and get a damn job. Talking about you too good to work at McDonald's and your ass is broke. But you ain't too good to call me and ask me for some money? Oh, I'm quite confused. So you too good to flip a burger? <laughs> but you ain't too good to, to put your hand out? Now, now, that shit is weird. How the hell you... Now, listen here. If you broke, if you are watching now and you broke and you don't have a job and you talking about you picky... You need to take your ass to Burger King and flip a damn burger. And guess what? If you work in that Burger King, you gonna make that damn burger my way. Okay? <laughs> if you ain't got no job, McDonald's is hiring. Don't call me. Go to McDonald's. Fill out an application, and when I pull through that damn drive-thru, you better have a smile on your damn face, because I want a damn happy meal, okay? Talking about you don't make no damn, you too good to work at fast food, but you fastly can ask somebody for some damn money. You don't get out my damn pockets, old broke, jobless ass, and then want to be picky. You better get your ass on somewhere. I go right on living, but why? I just don't know that I really got to use my imagination. Gotta think of a good reason. All right, welcome back. And we were just, uh, <clears throat> before we had our break, I was talking about the recall. And so <clears throat> I think we have up until the end of the year to, to uh, just just into January, uh, to start of January, to get these recall signatures. And you, you can participate by signing, or you can actually circulate petitions. You can download those petitions. They have to be done exactly the way they say, or they could be rejected. You just waste all your time. So if you go to recallnewsom.us, that's one of the websites that you can uh, get information on. Or as I, I mentioned, you can call Monty Hecker, uh, out at Elite Universal Security, uh, 530-749-0280. That's Elite Universal Security at 5548 Federal Boulevard, just south of Marysville. Again, they can sign you up at their dispatch center out there 24 hours a day. Or they'll give you petitions, and you can start up your own signatures. You can go to your little neighborhood, and you can get it on. And uh, there, and Monty can direct you also to, there's a coordinator, there's county coordinators being developed right now and organized, and we have one for Yuba County, and he can direct you to that person as well. So uh, while I'm talking about Monty, I, I want to thank him and his uh, security company, which operates in Northern California, all the way up into Southern Oregon, actually, and all the way down to Lathrop, California. Uh, he pro protects uh, residences and uh, business enterprises. And uh, even he works for government. He actually provide, uh, protects government buildings, uh, provides a security going in and out of government buildings. So if you need some advice on problems you have or you need to uh, have someone overseeing your property while you're not there, Universal Security can do that for you. Uh, they also are looking for workers. They're very busy. It, uh, if you 
you haven't been around much. There's jobs everywhere. People are short of work. Business is booming in California, and people are trying to hire from fast foods to construction. And Monty Hecker at Lee Universal Security is no exception. So they're looking for people all up and down the state, uh, the North State, Butte County, Sutter County, Yuba County, Calusa County, Lathrop, Sacramento, uh, part-time and full-time officers. And they will train you if you don't have any uh, skills in a particular area, but you're a quality person, you're a person of character, you can pass a background check. They will certainly take a look at you, and, and they can train you. Part of it can be online. Part of it will be in their, their offices here in Yuba County. But they will get you going. If you have a need where your people keep stealing your stuff, man, some of my friends are <clears throat> farmers, and their people are stealing their walnuts. They're cutting their hydraulic hoses. They're stealing their tractors and running them off the road. It's just like the tweakers are out and about nowadays. So uh, the other thing that uh, that Elite Universal Security does, if you're you're wanting to get a, a firearm and you need to take a firearm course or concealed for concealed weapons and get the permit and all that kind of stuff, they do that a couple times a month. And uh, you can call them up and they will give you the upcoming dates. And they also do classes if you don't want to, if you don't feel comfortable with a firearm, but you, you think, hey, I, I need some, uh, I need a taser or pepper spray uh they'll actually train you how to utilize those devices and and chemicals and uh and you can also uh those will help whatever you want to do to if you want to get into the business of even law enforcement they can help you make a start even if say you're 17 18 years of age you think i might want to go into law enforcement maybe i'll take a quick class or two and see whether I like it. They can help you with that. So uh, again, let's let's get this recall going, and uh, let's get let's get it on the ballot, and see if people are fed up with the way the state of California is being run. Uh, I I just don't know how much worse it's going to get. There is there is, if you'll notice, a uh, net decrease, or we're losing more people than we're getting. Um, and uh, if it wasn't for incredible birth rate with illegal aliens and illegals coming into the state, we would have a phenomenal negative. But what we're we're seeing a lot of people move around within the state, like people are moving out of Orange County, L.A. County, and moving into counties like San Bernardino and Riverside County. So some counties are going into negative growth, and they're shrinking numerically, and other counties are growing numerically as people try to stay near where their jobs are but they're trying to find better places to live cheaper places to live so there you see some people moving up north but a lot of people are just uh they they can't handle the craziness statewide and so particularly young people and people that are uh retirees they're moving out of state and they're moving to texas they're moving i think texas is getting the biggest number and uh, I think I have a clip. I don't know whether I have a clip on this or not. But uh, the you know that U-Haul, for instance, some of these states like going to Texas uh, to rent a U-Haul truck to go to Texas is like a fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. But to come back from Texas, it's only a couple hundred dollars. And the reason is it's just supply and demand. They're just a huge. Once you get all those vehicles down in Texas, somehow they got to get them back out here to bring the next flight of people down 
And so you can tell just by the U-Haul records the tremendous movement uh, out of California. And it isn't the welfare recipients that are moving or homeless that are moving. It's the people that are supporting the state and the, the salt of the earth type people that are on their, on their way out. Well, I want to mention a, a play that's coming up by some of my favorite people. Uh, about, I don't know, maybe it's been 30 years ago, uh, Leslie Greenitz, who is a talented uh, painter and artist of various types, and her husband, who is a very ta- talented carpenter, they came up with the idea of starting a theater. And um, they started what we call Creative Light Theater. It's been operating uh, out of the Church of Glad Tidings campus. They call it the Embassy Campus uh, at Highway 99 and Eager Road. They have, they built uh, what they call Building 100 out there, which is a multi-purpose building. But it's it's got some uh, theater attributes to it: theater lighting, theater sound, all that kind of stuff. And they've been doing two or more plays per year for it seems like 25 or 30 years so they usually do a holiday themed play uh that comes up in early to mid december and so typical of that uh, they have one coming up now and then they they usually do a sometimes they do a uh, a dinner theater or a dessert theater uh in the spring and so that's always a really great event. And so uh, this one is just a straight theater, and it's going to be December 6th through 10th, nightly at 7. It's free to get in, and so you can bring all your kiddos. It's a family-oriented uh, play. These are not some hokey church play. These are uh, these are plays that you would expect to see put on by a professional paid theater or or a college drama department they're they're well done the sets are uh impeccable amazing and so uh you're not going to come to some just because they're allowing you in free uh you're not going to come to some hokey operation this is uh the biggest venue in yuba sutter counties for seeing a play Uh, yuba college i think seats 150 people or something if i can remember correctly maybe 200, and uh, I don't know what the other little venues are. They're fine venues, but I'm just telling you that this is a a good operation. So uh, this, I'll I'll just tell you a little about it. It's called Mary, Mary, and it's original play. And and uh, the write-up is this Christmas, we invite you to visit Israel in the year 0000 to explore the life of Mary, Jesus' mother, just an average teenage girl in the town of Nazareth, born to Jewish parents, she had brothers and sisters, friends and extended family, and carried responsibilities at home while nurturing dreams of her own. The event that set her apart was sealed when she put all that aside and said yes to God's call, unknowingly setting in motion hell's opposition to the miracle of bringing salvation to mankind. Share her faith, her obstacles, her triumph as she chooses obedience to heaven's call." So it's usually a fun night. Uh, they take a break about halfway through, a little intermission. You, there's re- refreshments that you can purchase. And uh, it's a great Christmas memory for your family if you like to establish memories. So if you want to uh, 
get more information, I don't think you need any more, but if you want more information, you can dial 671-3160. That's 530-671-3160. You should get a live person answering the phone from 8 to 4, Tuesday through Friday. And I think that's it. In fact, if you have any people that are, or any of you are interested in theater, uh, you don't have to be involved in the church out there to be one of the participants. So if you want to get into involved in future plays, you should uh, leave your name out there at the church and number or text or email or something, and Leslie will get a hold of you. We're always looking for good performers, professional performers. Well, I wanted to read a few kind of little soundbite type things that I picked up over the weekend or the week since the last show. This is a definition of white privilege, the ability to suffer life's universal indignities without blaming another ethnic group. That's called white privilege. The ability to suffer life's universal indignities without blaming another ethnic group. And um, this is, I thought was cute, Elizabeth Warren disappointed after DNA test shows zero trace of presidential material. And uh, the new pickup line, you know, people use particular lines to pick up uh, someone from the opposite sex. Usually it's a guy trying to pick up a girl. And this line is, uh, you know, one line could be, uh, I drive a Corvette or I have, I have some, you want to go smoke some weed or this or that. Or I live in, you know, Hawaii or whatever. Why don't you come to Hawaii? But this uh, new pickup line in California is now, I have electricity. So something to think about. All right. So uh, I was fascinated recently with the, uh, you know, I said when Trump was elected that it didn't matter what he did. Um, he could cure cancer, and that's been repeated by numbers of people, not because I said it and they heard me say it, but I just think it it makes sense. It, if, he, if he figured out a solution to cancer, he, they would find something wrong about it. And I think that's just, just to say it doesn't matter what Donald Trump does. The left does not want him to be president, and so I don't know why they haven't shot him. They've just gone through all these gyrations. The uh, the people of the uh, the United States of America have not had anything accomplished for them by the Congress since it, since they took over. the The liberals simply haven't done a thing, and so uh, they've spent the entire time on one controversy, one conflict, one issue that they've trumped up, what they've created, that they've concocted after another just to throw this guy out. And uh, it, I found it interesting when he decided to pull out of Syria. And even all these Republicans just threw a fit because they just want to have our troops all over the world forever. It's, it isn't like, you know, it's amazing to me how all of a sudden we've been in Afghanistan for 20 years we've been over here another uh another venue or arena for 15 years 18 years 16 years you got troops there costing all kinds of lives separating troops from their parent uh, their families parents and and uh wives and spouses it's just incredible and then you put so 
it, it was all this blowback. Even people that didn't care about Trump. Uh, in other words, if Trump would support the Kurds, they hated that. Then when he pulled out, they hated him because he didn't support the Kurds. It just it just doesn't make any sense. And so, uh, I mean, it makes all kinds of sense, but they don't make any sense. So it's interesting. He pulled out of Syria and kind of pulled out of Syria. They left a few troops there. But at the same time, they're not going to tell you like Obama used to tell you how they were thinking about attacking somebody. So then he goes in and he uh, arranges to eliminate this guy that I just the way Donald Trump says this word, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the way he says it and slowly and, and purposely just pisses the Democrats off. And the, the Washington Post even called this guy an austere religious leader. It's unbelievable. The guy is a terrorist who slit people's throats, thousands and thousands of people's throats, raped women, and they called him an austere religious leader. They won't even call Christian leaders, pastors in the United States that. They mock them, but they'll call this guy an austere religious leader. Now, this one of the uh, people... I mean, it's interesting that we he mentioned four Americans that were killed by this guy. There were certainly more, but but four, I guess, stand out. But literally, ISIS has killed tens of thousands of people, many Muslims, all kinds of flavors of people, all kinds of religious people. And so we have this gal named Kayla Muller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, who was a Christian and was— uh, went over there to serve the poor and and the refugees and was captured by ISIS. But instead of being captured and quickly killed, they held her, tortured her, uh, and held her for months and repeatedly raped her. Baghdadi repeatedly raped her. And finally, he killed her. And uh, so Caleb Muller's family, regardless of all the rest of you who mocked uh, Trump's killing of the guy the fact that he didn't talk to the leakers in the democratic party about the attack i mean they just couldn't wait to find something wrong with the whole thing whether it was how he explained it how he pronounced his name the leaders of the democratic party weren't informed pelosi and shift and uh it just it was a it was just a big bungled deal although they pulled it off and uh they just had to look for any any like crack in his explanation or the whole approach, the fact that none of our troops are killed. I mean, if one troop was killed, oh, it would have been the end of the world. That dog would have died. Oh, my God. So Kayla Mueller's family, or Mueller's family, however you want to pronounce it, said they were thankful for the Trump administration's swift action, but they will still they still want to know what happened to their daughter. In other words, all the things that happened to her daughter, uh, who reportedly died in 2015. Marsha Muller said, we were touched. We were deeply touched by what he said. We were grateful that they didn't mess around and they went right in. Carl Muller, the dad, uh, said she was held in solitary confinement. She was tortured. She was intimidated. She was ultimately raped by al-Baghdadi himself. Listen, this guy was a total pervert, like a lot of these Muslims are. They're total perverts, screwing everything they can find 
from a goat to a ghost. And uh, somehow the Democrats always find something positive about that. Now, uh, her mother, Mrs. Mueller, had some choice words for former President Obama, who, who she said didn't do enough to free her daughter. Mrs. Mueller said, I still say Kayla should be here. And if Obama had been as decisive, decisive as President Trump, maybe she would have been. Now, first of all, Obama didn't give a crap about any people. In fact, he supported ISIS. And he didn't give a darn about Americans being held by ISIS. He would have given, he would have cared more if they were Muslims, but they were Christians. Mueller was a Christian. That was a bad thing for her. For me, Mrs. Mueller said, what matters most, I'm hoping now we will finally get the answers we've been asking for all along. I think this administration truly might help us. I don't think they are as closed about what happened. Uh, so al-Baghdadi al had been hiding out near the border of Turkey. You pr you've heard it all on the news. But honestly, folks, uh, he, he killed a journalist, James Foley. Uh, he, uh, in captivity, held him. And um, I don't know how he died, but he could have died from disease or just being tortured. A number of people were killed. But literally, these ISIS people, this guy ran ISIS for years and— uh, ruthlessly i mean ruthlessly murdered people i mean you know it's interesting to me americans they they make a big deal about americans not responding uh to assist the jews or other people that were being held in camps during uh world war ii these people today we got the stupidest people in the history of america living today it we with all the technology we have our school system is so effed up that we we have the stupidest people they they are blind they are spiritually blind they are intellectually blind there are people being put in concentration camps by the millions in china and uh they the isis were slaughtering people left and right and they just they just are blindly supporting uh perverts like Barack Obama and Schumer and Pelosi and all these nutcases. And they, they just don't think anything. Then they'll turn around and, and criticize people in the 1940s and the 1930s with the rise of fascism and Nazism in Germany. Like, why, do you, why, why didn't they do something? They just let those people, and the Christians, the Christians just let it all go. I was thinking, don't we have more than seven or 800 Christians in Yuba County that can't get off their fat asses and sign a recall position, petition? You just sit over there and go to church. You're going to go to church. I get a kick out of it. I do this tip program, and we, we train tip volunteers, and it, we, we take two weekends, two Saturdays, and some sometimes during the week. I get a, some Christians will say to me, oh, you mean— you mean we're going to actually do some training on Sunday? Well, I can't. I can't come then to get trained. I said, well, you're going to get trained. Just it's just going to take one Sunday out of the rest of your life. Oh, I I can't. I couldn't miss church. I thought, obviously, you're a Pharisee. You're clueless. We're training you to help people going through the worst time of their life. So a Christian can look at all this going on around the country, around the state of California. We're funding every abortion we can find. We got transsexuals 
teaching in our libraries, going into our public schools, and you can't find time to recall the governor. Recall the governor. They're shutting off the water. That, that doesn't get your attention. We're, they're going to ration you to 50 gallons a day when we got gigantic amounts of water going down the river into the ocean. They're letting the forests all burn down, right? They're, they're telling you what you can eat, how you can eat, when you can do stuff. Pretty soon they'll restrict. Right now they're restricting travel. San Francisco won't allow any of its employees to go to like 27, 20 some different states because they're, they don't like their pro-abortion, pro-life stand. But you can't find any reason to get off your fat ass and go sign sign a petition. We got seven hundred to eight hundred Yuba County people that have signed that recall. I guess you you support what's going on here up there in the foothills. I there's thousands of people in those foothills. You'd think that those people up there a all a hundred percent of them would sign. Well, you know, I'm a well, I'm a Democrat. Honestly, people. We'll be right back. We'll finish our second segment here. This is Democrat Socialists Are Absurd by Jake McCauley. Listen to this. I'm going to just take a, a swig here and be right back. I got a key to the highway. I build out and down to go. I'm only here. Walking is most too slow. What we are witnessing in the current political arena, mainstream media, and public education has become nonsensical. It is the intentional validation of absurdity, and it is not reality. Webster's 1828 Dictionary defines absurd as opposed to manifest truth and inconsistent with reason or the plain dictates of common sense. An absurd man acts contrary to the clear dictates of reason or sound judgment. An absurd proposition contradicts obvious truth. An absurd practice or opinion is repugnant to the reason or common apprehension of men. It is absurd to say six and six make ten, or that plants will take root in stone. Many democratic socialists weakly try to correct my biblical constitutional teachings and instructions. My conclusion? They are absurd. To start from a place of universality, the following statement must be understood. Socialism is totally secular and is predicated on theft, atheism, and a lack of respect for individual rights. The overwhelming majority of our Founding Fathers were diametrically opposed to this philosophy. Their faith was in Jesus Christ, built on the Word of God, the revelation of Scripture, and the belief that a loving God created us in His likeness with unalienable rights. The same Creator God gave us freedom to live an abundant life that is founded on liberty. When you eliminate a Creator God, opinions about issues like marriage, gender, a national minimum wage, K-16 public education, a Green New Deal, open borders, abortion before or after birth and redistribution of wealth become absurd rather than normal and natural. To even speak of the aforementioned issues as constitutional indicates a misunderstanding of the purpose and design of the Constitution. It enumerates and limits the authority of the federal government. Therefore, to suggest the American people are entitled to any programs whereby the federal government can change fixed and unchangeable laws, steal wealth from any class of citizens, and redefine itself as the author of all moral standards is you guessed it, absurd. Thomas Jefferson cautioned us that bad government results from too much government. 
to continue aggrandizing government and marginalizing our duty to God is absurd. I leave you with the wisdom of Robert Winthrop, the former Speaker of the House of Representatives during the mid-1800s, succeeding the framers of the Constitution. Men, in a word, must necessarily be controlled either by a power within them or by a power without them, either by the Word of God or by the strong arm of man, either by the Bible or by the bayonet. If we can all agree that being ruled by a bayonet is absurd, we should equally agree to take on the benevolent yoke of liberty offered by our Creator. This is Jake McCauley and Dominic McCauley with the Institute on the Constitution bringing you The American View. Uh, yeah, I got a late start today. Uh, I was, I couldn't sleep last night. I had to get some meds on board to get me down, get me knocked out. So I slept in this morning and, uh, got, drank a couple cop, cups of powerful coffee to jerk, jerk me around and, and get my uh, engine going and, and, uh, then ate a late breakfast and feeling all good and euphoric. I used to do drugs, but I quit those many years ago, and now I just help other people get off drugs. But I don't do that no mo. I'm not any on any medications, and that's a miracle for a guy that's almost a hundred years old. Uh, you know, this is amazing. <clears throat> really sad. There's a lady named Katie Hill that uh, I don't know anything about her background because I never paid any attention to those folks that ran. But in this last uh, midterm election, after Trump was elected, two years later, they had a midterm election, and a huge number of, uh, you know, uh, the Republicans lost to Congress. And uh, so there was a lot of finagling in California. There was accusations of uh, uh, what ballot har harvesting and all kinds of, you know, illegal people on the ballot, which there was. I don't want to talk about that at this moment. I just want to talk about this woman I feel bad for, uh, Katie Hill. Katie Hill uh, probably was a pretty bright gal. I don't know what her background was. She's a Democrat. She ran in a district in Southern California, and uh, she won. And here she is. She She became a congresswoman. Isn't that cool? You go from something to something, and then all of a sudden your dream is to be in politics and she accomplished it so she was a uh, newcomer uh, a year or so ago just recently right and she was a newcomer to congress and uh, so all of a sudden like everybody whether you're in congress or out of congress life happens you have trouble with your children you have trouble with your business you have trouble with your health you have trouble with your neighbors. Life happens, right? Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. So just expect it and handle it the best you can with a good attitude. Well, one other way that you can have trouble is you can have trouble in your marriage. And so Katie Hill had trouble in her marriage. And uh, her sounds like her husband. I don't know whether he was an attorney or not, but he was, uh, you know, involved in their campaign, but there was also a, a female staffer in her campaign that she 
was having she was having sexual relations with her husband, Katie Hill, and she was having sexual relations with a staff member. Now, I guess there's rules and the House. They call it the House Ethics Committee, and they have they have ethics, right? They have rules that you can or can't do certain things. Now, it's interesting to me because you could you can have sex with somebody of the same gender. I think you could have sex with a horse or uh, a sheep or you may be able to have sex with a minor, right? Pedophile, that type of thing. But you you cannot have sex with a staff member. Now, the, the other thing that's confusing to me, there's all kinds of contradictions back there, uh, back east. And you can, if you get accused of improper sex with a staff member, the government will pay for your defense. Now, isn't that fascinating? Instead of them saying, listen, you're not supposed to have sex with a staff member and you're not supposed to sexually harass them. um, But we'll pay for your defense. Right. And so millions of dollars have been paid out by taxpayers money for the defense of perverts back there. Now, Katie uh, did not have a line in the sand on who she would have sex with. In other words, male, female. Now, I don't know whether she would have sex with an animal or not. Very possible. But she was having sexual relations with men and women, and sometimes at the same time. And the other thing that's interesting is she photographed it. Now, I find this fascinating that people like to film themselves. I guess it's easier to, like, come to come to an orgasm or something if you film yourself and then watch it and then do it and watch yourself and do it and watch yourself you have a multiple stimulation or something you know i don't know and uh, you know this i can't hardly even run my phone let alone film myself so but some people are good at this they can have sex they can run a film of themselves they can take photos of themselves and then they can look at themselves having sex with somebody else And so, but the problem with that is once it's recorded in such a fashion, it can actually get on the internet and it not only got on the internet, but it got out into newspapers. In fact, if you want to go and you want to look at Katie Hill naked and with her girlfriend, you can, uh, because it's out there now that's odd. And you would think that a smart person. Now, when I looked at Katie Hill's picture, uh, giving her resignation, uh, speech on the in the newspaper she was fully clothed and her hair was combed she looked pretty and i think oh that looks like a sharp lady right there i don't care what flavor she is democrat or republican she looked like hey she looked like a pretty sharp person but then you think you know something you can have a high iq and and your mind is in the gutter and your life is in the gutter you're just a little whore is what you are right uh, you're a, what they call a slut right now today uh they with withhold those those definitions have ch- kind of changed because most people are sluts today they they just sleep with anything like i was telling the kids in juvenile hall the other day i said just because you can get a heart on doesn't mean you're intelligent i said a dog can do that right out in the street in front of my house and i can sit on the porch and watch him and he's got a pea brain and he can't write a sentence or do math, but he can screw his partner, right? So these people that are in Congress and 
and they don't have the sense enough to know what the ethics rules are, or maybe she knew what they are, but she said, hey, I'm a congresswoman. Like, I can I can have sex with whoever I want, whenever I want, with however many I want. Well, unfortunately, you know how, remember when the homosexuals started saying, hey, 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 no one has a right to tell us what, what we do behind closed doors in the bedroom, da, 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 da. And so people are sympathetic to that. It's like, hey, who, what are we going to do? Tell people how to behave behind closed doors as long as everybody's happy and they're not getting violated. So we went from there to now. Er, now we kids have to actually embrace homosexuality and agree that they're probably a homosexual in the classroom. So we've jumped through all these hoops to where now we have transsexuals coming in or we, we can't even be confident when we start kindergarten or first grade of what gender we are, even though we can look down between our legs and, and think, oh, I think I'm a guy. So uh, Katie Hill, she resigned. I was sad. I was kind of sad because it just shows the total hypocrisy of everything that the Democrat Party stands for. And it's not that they're just perverts in the Democrat Party. They're over there in the Republican side as well. That's the problem is when when the left view of humans comes out, it's that humans are basically good. They start off good. And something in, in the, the nurture screws them up. Society screws them up. The Bible says we start out flawed, and then we need, we need God and society to keep hold us accountable. That's why we have law enforcement blessed by God, ordained by God to keep a lid on this sucker until Jesus returns. So Katie Hill said it is with a broken heart. Isn't that amazing? She isn't going to say a broken heart that I have a broken marriage. It isn't that I have a broken heart because I shouldn't have been having sex with another female and another male at the same time. And I feel bad because I've shamed my family. No, she says, it is with a broken heart that today I announced my resignation from Congress, as if that's the highest uh, level of performance of a human being, is being in Congress. Isn't that sad that that's it? Like You say, what's the, you know, when you think of the greatest person that you admire or you aspire to be something— I would think it would be some something of a high, highly charactered person, high person of integrity, self, selfless person. She said, I have to announce my res. It's a broken heart that I have to leave Congress. She's only been there a couple of years, year and a half. Hill wrote in her statement, this is the hardest thing I have ever had to do. I think, girl, you got a lot to learn. If that's the hardest thing, that's amazing. That's hard just to quit Congress. I could quit that in a heartbeat. There's a lot of other things I think are harder. This is the hardest thing I've ever had to do, but I believe it's the best thing. Now, this is where things get really squooey, as as he says. The but that's but I'm just thinking by for my constituents, my community, and my country. Now, when you're screwing two people at the same time. You weren't thinking about your constituents, your community, and your country. You weren't. If you were, you would not have been doing that stupid, that stupid stuff. 
Hill added that her resignation was necessary so that people who have helped her aren't further subjected to the pain inflicted by my abusive husband. It's her abusive husband that caused the problem and the brutality of hateful political operatives. Well, I'm no hateful political operatives. I'm just commenting on what happened. I didn't have anything to do with this. In fact, I never even knew the woman. I never wrote about it. I never snooped around about it. I wasn't against her. I thought, hey, she might be a nice person to know. But then I find out it's it's all about other people. No personal responsibility. Pain inflicted by abusive husband. Brutality of hateful political operatives. All these people. I just was an innocent girl that got, came out of college. I just wanted to do right. And then she sued the Daily Mail, that's a newspaper, demanding that the UK, UK for all you out in Oliver and Linda, it's the United Kingdom, that's over there in England. And it's across the Atlantic, not the Pacific Ocean. He de she demanded, a, she sent a cease and desist letter. All these people just, cause, just because I got elected to Congress, they just destroyed my life. My husband destroyed my life. Political operatives that hate my hate me destroyed my life. She demanded that the Daily Mail remove her nude pictures alleged of her. Right? She's not even agreeing. She said they're her nude pictures, but they're not really, they can't prove it. The gal looks just like her. And the gal that she's fondling looks just like the gal that she's supposed to be fondling. But she's not agreeing to it. Quit that, she says. And then she then there's this this is just fascinating. The claim that Representative Hill has Nazi imagery on her body in the form of a tattoo is false and defamatory, her letter also said. So she she's denying that she has a Nazi insignia, maybe by her crotch where it's normally hidden. She's denying that there's any Nazi slogans or insignia. Well, I, I'm not anti-tattoo, and if people, it's up to them. But it's interesting, she takes no personal responsibility for anything, and everything, her whole heart is just like almost bursting out of her chest for her constituents, her community, her country. This isn't about Losing $174,000 a year in pay, a huge staff, all the prestige, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It's as if she's the only person in the entire United States that ever gone through a divorce. I've never heard a divorce that was really a great—this is a great divorce. They're all nasty. They're all hard. They're all— Difficult. Everybody thinks they're the partner they want to give, get away from is abusive. Yeah, some people are physically and mentally abusive. But usually if you don't like somebody anymore, you feel they're out of sorts. You don't want to be with them no more. But it's just so, this is, it's so sad. To me, the whole thing is so sad. She resigns from Congress with a broken heart, heart amid ethics investigation. She didn't even wait to till the investigation was over. She said, I'm out of here. But I'm not taking any responsibility. It's all about 
nasty political operatives and my abusive husband. And uh, even though all those photos are all over the Internet, etc., etc. So, isn't that sad? Well, uh, you might have known this, but uh, I'm going to go down here and see if I can find this article. Cops continue to be killed to my dismay. And uh, I don't like to see cops or military people killed. I saw, I was at the gym last night and there was a guy as in the locker room when I was getting in there. And uh, he was getting dressed to go to work at Beale Air Force Base. And I asked him, I said, or I told him, I said, thank you, my friend, for your service. He said, thank you for your support. I said, always. I always think of people out at, uh, in fact, I ran into a lady at the church the other night, and she is uh, uh, on base with her husband. And she's uh, trying to do her best to rally spiritual forces out there to support uh, a lot of the challenges that Air Force folks face. In other words, get more God in there, and when people are struggling with depression and loneliness, to to beat that back. Well, anyway, I was uh, noticing that uh, up there in El El Dorado County, a deputy was shot and killed, and uh, there was uh, two deputies who responded. It was interesting. One was from El Dorado. The other one was from San Joaquin County Sheriff's Department, and they responded to it reminded me of the two deputies that were shot up here from Yuba County, up in the Yuba County foothills, where somebody called in saying, somebody is damaging my marijuana grove. So being protectors of people and property, they responded like good deputies. So this deputy uh, responded, 37-year-old Brian Ishmael. Uh, he responded along with an officer from San Joaquin County, and they uh, got there, and a gunfight started. And the two guys shooting at them were, uh, and I guess the, the two guys were stealing marijuana from this grow. And Ishmael and the other deputy both were allegedly shot by a guy named, uh, let's see, Romero. Well, first, the one that they think did the shooting was Juan Carlos Vasquez Orozco. And the other one, uh, one was 20, and the other one was 22-year-old Romero Bravo Morales. Both illegal in the country. And and they were working there. Uh, they were there, uh, pardon me, stealing uh, marijuana. And uh, so they shot and killed Ishmael, and they wounded the other, the other gentleman. So they have them in custody, and so it's just another one of these sanctuary <coughs> state protection issues where these guys have been running around, free to do whatever they want here, no requirements on them. Uh, just recently in the state of uh, Illinois, another sanctuary state, 25-year-old Ill, illegal alien has been charged with killing two legal immigrants, and injuring two others in a drunk driving crash. Last year, an illegal alien gang member was charged with murdering Newman, California police officer Ron L. Singh. You remember Ron L. Singh? Um, 
while seven illegal aliens have been either charged or convicted with aiding the accused murder. Now, this is an interesting thing I just stumbled across in our local daily paper here in the Yuba Sutter area called The Appeal Democrat. It says, regarding this, this killing of, of Mr. Uh, Officer or Deputy Ishmael up in El Dorado County, and that's where uh, the sheriff... John D'Agostino is a real patriot, and I got to see him have to make the terrible uh, news release or talk about Mr. Uh, Ishmael and the loss of him. But it says in this article, Yuba City man tied to deadly El Dorado County shootout. And I thought, oh, well, that's interesting. And um, and I'm going to tell you about that in just a second. I'm going to give a I'm going to take a little break here and I'm going to play you. This is a really cool thing. First African-American vice president candidate candidate in American history. I'm going to play that for you, and then I'm going to come back. I'm just going to uh, do a couple things here and get organized, and I'm going to tell you about this local Yuba City tie-in to the marijuana grow and the killing and wounding of deputies up there in El Dorado County. We'll be right back. There are many famous names in U.S. Senate history. One of those names is Blanche Kelso Bruce. Blanche Kelso Bruce was responsible for a number of achievements. Now let's do his backstory. You back up. He was educated at a school named Oberlin College. So the president of that college was a man named Charles Finney, who is probably the greatest voice in the Second Great Awakening. Oberlin College was the first college in America to treat blacks and whites, men and women, equally. So Blanche Kelso Bruce goes through college there. He is in Mississippi. In Reconstruction in Mississippi, he becomes a Republican, helps found the Republican Party in Mississippi. He's elected as the first black senator to have a full term. The first black senator was Hiram Rhodes Rebels, but he was just there for a year or so. Blanche Kelso Bruce comes in and has a full term as a U.S. Senator from Mississippi, and he's the first black man to preside over the U.S. Senate. He also has another notable distinction in that he's the first black man to be nominated for Vice President of the United States. Back in those days, the parties chose their candidates for President and Vice President, and so they had nominating conventions. And at the Republican Convention of 1880, they nominated James G. Blaine for president. They nominated Blanche Kelso Bruce for vice president, so a black and white ticket for president and vice president. That's not the ticket that won the convention. It was the ticket of James A. Garfield and Chester Arthur that won the convention. James A. Garfield is an interesting story by himself because he was a gospel minister himself. Before he became president, and he was a great hero in the Civil War, he was a general in the Civil War. Abraham Lincoln said, hey, I need you off the battlefield, I gotta have help in Congress. So he came back to Congress, helped pass a whole lot of civil rights measures in Congress. And so he's also nominated for president, and that's who the convention chose. Actually, I have a letter from James A. Garfield, and in this letter, he recounts that he had finished preaching a revival service where he preached the gospel 19 times, he said that 34 folks came to Christ and he baptized 31 of them by immersion. Now that's kind of wild today to think of a U.S. president that actually had a revival meeting. And, and, and so this is the guy, he became president of the United States. As he was a minister in the Second Great Awakening. But he was a good friend with Blanche Kelso Bruce. 
And so when Garfield became president, he took Blanche Kessel Bruce and made him the registrar of the treasury. Now, that doesn't sound significant, except it results in you get to be the guy who signs currency. Now, this is currency from 1880. It has B.K. Bruce, Blanche Kelso Bruce. He becomes the first black man to have his name appear on any kind of currency. So B.K. Bruce serves under James A. Garfield. But years later, when William McKinley became president, he reappointed Bruce to that same position. And for the second time, currency came out. All the American currency had B.K. Bruce in it. And by the way, you find that Bruce is associated with all these Christian guys. He went to a Christian college. He's with a Christian president, James A. Garfield, and President William McKinley, also openly Christian. He was noted that in the White House, at nights, they would close with having friends over and read the Bible for two to three hours and having what they called hymn sings. Quite a different image from what we think of with the White House in recent years, but this is the way that we had the White House in early years, and Blanche Kelso Bruce was a big part of our history. So we have a Yuba City guy. His name is Jorge Lamas, 25. Now, this they say he's the fourth person arrested. Actually, what happened was after um, the guy that actually called 911 for help, he ended up getting arrested as well because he had a business relationship with these guys. He called called in on him that they were trying to rip him off but they actually had a business relationship so he was kind of he's he's getting charged with involuntary manslaughter for calling cops up there right in the middle of a personal dispute right that's what it amounted to so jorge lamas lamas is now the fourth person arrested he's out of yuba city Federal charges of con conspiracy to manufacture at least 50 marijuana plants. That, that I don't want to go into all the details. doesn't make any difference. So Eldorado Sheriff's deputies, um, this is a gross site in Placerville. This could happen in any of these foothill communities. Um, so about five hours after the shootout, the sheriff's office received another 911 call, this time from an individual identifying himself as Jorge. Hallelujah to Jorge. He just says, I don't know, this guy, this guy must have a flat spot on the brain. So when he called law enforcement, he said he was, he says, I was there. <laughs> I thought, you know, something, these, some of these, some of these people on drugs are just, well, there's not too many of them that are smart. Let's just put it that way. He says, I was there at the marijuana ranch and thieves started shooting, at which point I ran away. The caller later identified as Lamas, Jorge Lamas, told law enforcement that he and another person were paid. Now, it, once <laughs> law enforcement got to him, he said, well, actually, we were paid to take care of the marijuana ranch. So federal officials located Lamas in Yuba City. At the time of the arrest, Lamas had a cell phone on him, the same one that had been used to call 911 a few days earlier. Now, the guy didn't think of getting rid of that old phone. After his arrest, he told law enforcement officers that he was participating in a marijuana cultivation conspiracy that was run out of Mexico, and he was getting $150 a day to supervise a couple grow sites. Isn't that interesting? It's this stuff. Just this is better going, than going to the movies. So, 
they arrested old Lamas because Lamas was involved with an operation run out of Mexico. Run out of Mexico. Isn't that interesting? You think, all these, all these people coming across the border are just law-abiding. All they want is just a chance. They're all dreamers. They're just dreaming of a good time in their life where they could succeed, go to college, have a, three square meals a day, get a couple tortillas, have a good time, play their Mexican music. Everything's good. Everything's good. So we end up with another deputy dead. I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't like deputies getting shot at. I don't like deputies dying. Uh, I, I'm not about that at all. I'm against it. And I think all of you better speak up about it. I'm telling you, uh, we need to recall the governor. We need to throw out every pervert down there in Sacramento. This is ridiculous, people. Uh, the It won't change. You're not going to see the Democrats change their mind. Now, maybe if Nancy Pelosi... Now, I know Baghdadi would not want to have sex with Nancy Pelosi. But if some of her people, her kids, her nieces, nephews, grandkids got got raped repeatedly by Baghdadi, maybe it'd sober her up a little bit. She's loopy all the time. Or Schumer. Or Schiff. Or Nadler. Or some of these pussies up there at on Capitol Hill. It's embarrassing. These people are perverts. They're not normal people. They're not like you and I. You go home, eat meatloaf at night, eat eat a little spaghetti, try to keep your kids off drugs and doing their schoolwork and disease-free, keep them from getting run over. They're not like you. They're not normal people. These people are twisted people. Harry Truman, the president, said anybody that comes to to Capitol Hill and goes home rich is crooked. Listen, they're all going home crooked and rich. They're crooked. You get that? I mean, you don't, it's not me saying it. I'm just repeating what people on the inside say. You come up there with no money, you get elected office, you go home rich. There's something wrong. They're not getting paid that much money. So we need to, if you're going to stick around California, and a lot of people are leaving, right? It's just a lot. It, I, don't, I don't mind people leaving. It only takes a handful of people to kick some rear if they all get on the same page. And, uh, but, but unless people are willing to sign a petition, I, I just, I'm amazed. I tell, I tell people about what, what it's like in mainland China because I'm involved over there and Vietnam. They act like I'm, I'm on some kind of LSD or something. Talk. They, they just shocked I said, honestly, you're so illiterate. You're you're just stupid. You have nothing. What do you What do you know anything about? Do you know how to, what you know how to order at Starbucks? That's the best you can do. You know what size bra you got? That's the best you can do with your your bra size. It's just like unbelievable how stupid people are. And then they then they have the gall to criticize. Trump, who has actually done the right thing with China, they 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 actually believe the prop. We got American liberals that believe the propaganda from China over over our own people. It's just the most incredible thing. China is involved 
in, in technological warfare against the United States. They're involved in drug warfare. They're shipping, they're producing fentanyl and shipping it through Mexico. Uh, these aren't like pipe dreams. It's like we got proof. You can tell where the product is shipped from. There's like a postage stamp on it, gang. You can track the freighters. We sh I ship stuff every month, twice a month to Cambodia. Do you think they don't know where the stuff's coming from that I ship over there? You don't think they could find me if they found 20 kilos of heroin in one of those containers? Come on, people. Th will you think? Go, go get a, a, you know, a, a bottle of ginkgo biloba or something and take it. Just swig the whole thing. Overdose on ginkgo biloba. You need some help. Quit drinking so many cocktails. Go get some carrot juice or something. Like, straighten up, why don't you? Just like, honestly, it's ridiculous. Uh, okay, let me see where we're going to go now. I don't know what I'm doing here. Let me get back on track. Um, oh, let's see. You know, do you realize that we've, we've, we've become a third world nation? Power. We don't know that when we're going to have power. They're predicting power now like they predict the weather. And I was so fascinated when I saw that they legalized the eating of roadkills. And Pete, I've eaten roadkills before. In fact, when we ran a commune up in the foothills, fish and game, before it was even legal, they said, you guys, we picked up a deer. You want it? Because <laughs> they thought we were short of food. We were short of food. And the fish and game guy knew we, we were feeding all these young people. And we were working, but we were still running short of food. And they, they started turning us on to dead deer because people ran them over on Highway 20. And you think, and when I tell people that, they just think that's a far, just, they, it's hard to believe for people. Like, we even ate a, a bear one time. And we ate fish, uh, salmon that were, uh, they took the eggs out of them at the fish hatchery and they gave us the salmon. And they'd give us like 50, 50, 60 salmon at a time. Uh, road essentially road kills right and now they actually are making it legal for people to eat road kills what do you think that's all about i'm telling you people there's going to be a time you walk into all these grocery stores you see all that food on the shelf it is not going to be there i'm telling you the government is taking over they're taking over the oil they're shutting down the entire oil where do you think all these electric cars are getting their power from when they turn off all the power they're not. They're not. They're in trouble. We This whole thing is melting down, people. You better get a clue. Go ahead and move, or you better f be willing to fight. Those that cannot fight. If you want to go look up in the Bible, Gideon's army. God just kept telling people, go home. You're not worthy of a fight. You're, you're a pussy. You're not worthy of a fight. You don't have it in you. You're not trained to fight. You're like asking a 400-pound fatso uh, to run a 100-yard dash and do it in 10, 10 or less. It ain't going to work, right? You're out of shape, and you're four times the size you need to be. So just go home. Move to another state. Do it quickly, right? Because there's going to be a fight here. There's going to be a – it's going to get worse. You think uh, – if I would have told you three or four years ago – that, that the one of the most prestigious power companies in the United States 
is going to have a complete meltdown. Their infrastructure is falling apart. You know, when they had the San Bruno, when they blew up San Bruno, do you even remember these things? San Bruno, the city blew up. The gas lines blew out underneath the housing subdivisions. I don't know whether it blew up 50, 60 houses, killed people. And you know what happened when the federal government came in to investigate? They said that PG&E had not been repairing the very lines and replacing and repairing and, and evaluating the very gas lines that they asked for rate increases, the previous rate adjustment, which is about every three years. No one was monitoring PG&E that they were doing what they said they were going to do with the increases in the rates. And those very gas lines blew up San Bruno. And so they had to pay a fine. Who do you think ends up paying those fines on a monopoly? You and me. Did you do anything wrong? Did I do anything wrong? No. You paid your bill on time. I did too. We just get screwed. The government screws up on these monopolies. The government, you know, this isn't a, if that was a free enterprise, it would have been a different story. They would perform at a high level. When you have government essentially running PG&E, and then they call them greedy. Did you know that PG&E donated to Gavin Newsom's campaign? Did you know that PG&E donated to fight Proposition 8, which was to confirm in the Constitution that marriage was between a man and a woman? Prop 8 didn't say anything if you want to have sex with the same-sex individual, you're free to do that in the country. It's not against the law. If you want to give all your, if you want to put so-and-so in your will, same-sex individual you're a partner with, you want to give all their, your stuff to them if you pass, uh, or give them legal say if you become incapacitated or to pull the plug, or give them power attorney, you can do all that. You can do everything you can do with the same-sex couple, as you can with marriage, you know, in, in a legal document. And so Prop 8 was just saying that the term marriage was going to be reserved for a man and a woman. So it didn't get so confusing. But do you know that PG&E uh, gave $250,000 to fight that case? Now, that to me, that was very interesting. It was telling. Now, obviously, they're located in San Francisco, and they have a lot of homosexual people working there. And there was pressure on them to do that. But listen, I don't know whether you believe in God or not. But whether you do or not, uh, God has a say in stuff like that. And and he can withdraw a blessing and a covering from an institution, city or state or nation that gets that gets stupid like that. And flips him the bird which is exactly what PG&E did. I wondered if there was going to be some negative consequences coming out of that 250000 to say there's no such thing as real marriage. Why would, a, why would a monopoly anyway that's supposed to be delivering utilities to us get involved in a marriage issue? Isn't that interesting? I just think it's fascinating. The whole thing's fascinating. I don't have any hard feelings over it. It's like, hey, you want to do it? It's a big life out there. Like I tell kids in juvenile hall, if you come, if you think you came from a monkey, it really doesn't make any difference whether you shoot hoops, shoot heroin, or shoot your partner in the face. 
It just doesn't make any difference. Who's making the rules? Who says it's wrong to shoot somebody, rape somebody, steal from somebody? One year it's against the law to kill your baby. The next year it's not. One year having sex with an unconscious woman that you don't even know is violent rape, forcible rape, and the next year it's not. Right now it's not. If you are taking a snooze at a party, you pass out and somebody rapes you, it is not a violent crime. You voted on that probably, or you didn't vote at all, so you voted on it. And that's what the law is. There's all kinds of violent crime right now that are called nonviolent crimes because of Prop 4757, right? So there's some stupid stuff going on right now, and uh, somebody, everybody should do something. If everybody did something, it'd be over. In fact, somebody said to me, I get so tired of hearing these statistics. I've been doing this type of work for 40-some years. I've looked at all these statistics before that if every church person— just church people voted what they claim they believe the the election would go their way every time. But a lot of them are such sissies and don't believe jack of what they say they believe. They go it's it's interesting to me. I wouldn't spend a half hour in church if I wasn't full on believing that God was a miracle working God. And that he had he had me by the short hairs. If I thought it was just some belief system, I, I would not waste all the time I've been doing this thing. I would not go to any meetings or be involved in all this. I think some of you just ought to go follow Buddha or Confucius or go out there to the Sikh temple or something, something. Just try something different because you're definitely not knocking it over. You're not getting any wood on the ball over here at this Christian thing. Maybe even be try Satan for a while. Try the, try the dark side. See if that'll work for you. I had some gals in Yuba County jail wanted to, since it was, uh, I was over there teaching the other day and they told, told me someone wanted to make a Ouija board since it was Halloween. They're going to have some fun. I said, just go get it on, bring yourself, get a big funky demon right in your, your, uh, your life and, uh, just scare the hell out of you. Right. And go ahead and do that. I just get tired of talking to people. They just, you know, most of the counsel you ever give anybody goes to waste anyway. That's why I got fed up with church work and trying to, it, particularly when they ask me to counsel somebody. It's just a waste of time. They just suck. You only, you only live once. Why waste your time with a person that's not paying any attention, not going to do what you tell them anyway? Why would you waste your time? It's like, hey, I don't got like 300 years to live. Right. So uh, let me look here. I'm getting down here. Uh, let's see what I wanted to talk about for a second. I can't find my spot. All right. Let's see if I can. Oh, did you know? Let me just. We just got a couple minutes here. This is from an. A couple of weeks ago, did you know that our, I may have mentioned this last week, but I still have the paper sitting here. Under a National Insurance Crime Bureau 2018 vehicle theft study, our metropolitan area, which includes Yuba City and Marysville, 
Um, we were rated, I thought we were rated ninth, but this says 17th on the hot list. This is a United States list. We're the 17th from the top and getting stuff stolen. Is that unbelievable or what? 867 vehicles were stolen in Yuba Center area at a rate of 495.9 per 100,000 residents. I'm not going to go through all the details, but I think particularly if you, they said the Toyotas, little Toyotas, not, not like my old Honda Element. Nobody wants to steal that. It looks like a toaster. But those little Toyotas, or I got a Honda. I've been trying to think. I think it was a Honda that they said was a hot item. The cops always tell me that the Hondas are getting stolen. And, uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, he said, Hondas and Toyotas are the most popular for car thieves and have been, have been since it started working in the area in 1996. said, I don't know why, Smallwood said. Because kids love those. They love to lower them and fire them up, and they just, they're a hot item to, to criminals. So anyway, there's there's that. I'm, I was looking for something I wanted to tell you about. Uh, okay. Oh, it's. I'm going to take a break. We just got a couple seconds left, and uh, let's see, one, two, three, four. So we're going to get done. We're finishing our fourth section here. Uh, so I got a couple couple of cool clips here. Uh, shows fans at the Washington National baseball game. The President of the United States thought he would just uh, add to the the drama over there. And so you'll hear a little bit about that. Then it, And then there's a deal on Democrats regarding impeachment. So hold on just a second. I'm going to get organized here and see where I'm going to go for the last two segments. And I'll be right back. I get you attended the World Series tonight and was met with booing from the crowd at National Park. The man just led a raid to kill the leader of ISIS. Are you kidding me? What the hell is wrong with you people? I bet the man could cure cancer, literally, and y'all probably just still say... question for all of you out there that were booing our president. How did it feel to lose seven to one? <laughs> yeah, well, I think you sealed your fate. You can say goodbye to the World Series just like you could all say goodbye to winning in 2020. Donald Trump, baby. Because he knew quite properly that an impeachment of a president is an undoing of a national election. And one of the reasons... We all feel so angry about what they are doing is that they are ripping from us. They are ripping asunder our votes. They are telling us that our votes don't count and that the election must be set aside. They are driven by hatred. They hate Bill and Hillary Clinton so much they will stop at nothing to bring him down. Oh, but they got another thought coming. 
they thought that Bill Clinton was just going to fold up his tent and go home. Oh, but Hillary said, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let me tell you what Hillary said. Hillary said, Bill, you go out there and do the people's business. She said, Bill, I don't care what they say. You go out there, the polls show everywhere. The people like the work that you're doing. You go on out there and do the people's work, and I'll take care of you later. Thank you. Today, the Republican majority is not judging the president with fairness, but impeaching him with a vengeance. In the investigation of the president, fundamental principles which Americans hold dear, privacy, fairness, checks and balances, have been seriously violated. And why? Because we are here, as we are here today because the Republicans in the House are paralyzed with hatred of President Clinton, and until the Republicans free themselves of this hatred, our country will suffer. I rise to, un to oppose these unfair motions which call for the removal of the President of the United States from office, and in doing so, wish to point out some differences between the investigation of the President and the investigation of Newt Gingrich. The first principle in our investigation of Newt Gingrich was that at the moment we found exculpatory information it would be reported immediately to the accused and be made public. The independent counsel knew that the president was exonerated when Travelgate, Whitewater, and Filegate, and he held that information until the hearing, indeed until after the election. This was not fair. Indeed, it is the responsibility of any prosecutor to immediately release, re, um, release information that is exculpatory. This is their president we are talking about. The president of the United States does not serve at the pleasure of the legislature, does not serve at the pleasure of Joe Biden, does not serve at the pleasure of Henry Hyde, does not serve at the pleasure of the Congress, as a prime minister does in a parliamentary system. He is elected directly by the people of the United States of America. And the election of a president is the only nationwide vote the American people will ever cast. And that's a big deal. The American people don't think that they have made a mistake by electing Bill Clinton. And we in Congress had better be very careful before we upset their decision. And make darn sure that we are able to convince them if we decide to upset their decision, that our decision to impeach him was based upon principle and not politics. Skin deep, skin deep underneath. Don't we all look the same? found my roadkill article it's senate bill 395 the wildlife safety act we have the entire state is burning down 
We're taking farmland out of production because we won't let any water out of the rivers to irrigate the farmland. We raise the minimum wage so high that people won't even hire people. We tell people how they need to hire people. We want to run people's businesses even though they don't invest in any businesses. So now they say each year it's estimated that 20,000 deer alone are hit by motor vehicles in California. And that means hundreds of thousands of pounds of healthy meat. I thought we were I thought we were going vegan in California. And now we're all into meat. I thought we were like talking about cow farts. I don't know, maybe deers don't fart. Or bears don't fart. I thought we were trying to eliminate the cows because cows farted. And there was a, a cloud of farts hanging over California, causing it to all be screwed up climate-wise. Maybe that's what's causing all these fires. Somebody lit a match, blew the place up because farts, methane farts from cows were clouding the atmosphere. Now they're saying there's 20,000 deer get killed, and so they want you to go and get some, but be careful because there might be glass in them and other fragments from the car. Deer account for approximately 90% of all wildlife collisions compared to elk and pig. I guess they're the elks, maybe they don't need to go across the road so much. A pig are just probably a little faster than the average deer. They're kind of skittish, those deer. So uh, they won't be able to share their salvages with some California food banks just yet. So now we, we're going to find... <clears throat> This like, do you know, do you, have you ever bought a salvage car? I bought me a salvage car. It looked like a drug dealer car to me. Uh, it was a Mercedes with all the blacked out windows, old Mercedes coupe. It was a pretty cool car. And then I got in a car crash with that, but it was a salvage car. So now you'd have, now we're going to get salvage food because if, if the government keeps going the way they are, they're going to keep cows in, in regular, regular food. We're going to have less and less of it, so we need to we need to be allowed to eat the wild food, right? So we're going to have salvage food, they call it. So the experts recommend checking for glass and debris, as well as cooking the meat at high temperatures, because if it's got a bug in it, it'll kill the bugs. And right now, they won't be able to share the salvage, so if you go into Bel Air, one of those fancy meat markets or food stores, grocery stores, what do you call them? Uh, Bel Air, Rayleigh's, all those things. They won't have salvaged meat in there yet. Um, and the the eatery, the Eater SF, which is a food bank in San Francisco, they only accept protein from facilities with a USDA inspection on inspector on site with a USDA seal. So they're just saying, hey, we're, no, we're not going to allow, like if you run, ran into a big steer out and broke out of somebody's property and you ran over it, you can't throw a steer in the back of your car and take off and, and sell it to the food bank or take it to the food bank. <coughs> All right, that's enough on that. Hey, this I don't know if you remember when Joni Ernst, she's kind of a liberal Republican. She used to be in the military, and she's from Iowa. And she's been in, uh, she's been a senator for, I don't know whether she's been a senator for their second term now, maybe. So she's taken up the uh, the fight 
against waste. Honestly, people, is there any anybody can stop this? I don't think so. We've had various people. First, it was Coburn from Oklahoma. Then Flake took it over from Arizona. And now we got Ernst. And she's talking about, she has a bill called SWAG. Stop Wasteful Advertising by Government. SWAG. You know SWAG? You know what SWAG is? I never heard this term till I got involved in trauma intervention. But SWAG is stuff you buy in a business like mugs and t-shirts and baseball caps different items to promote your business right which is if a business wants to spend its own money to promote itself good for them tablecloths and little flags with their name on them and stuff right keychains but did you know the government spends a lot of our tax dollars on that and and Joni Ernst, senator from Iowa, says the federal government spends over one point four billion billion on public relations and advertising campaigns. That's twice the amount that is dedicated to breast cancer research, she said. And uh, while I'm all about having mascots and things like that, of course, as an Iowa State Cyclone fan, the federal government. For the federal government, there's no justification spending a quarter of a million dollars in taxpayer money on mascots and millions more on swag. Like I said, stuff. So swag, and she's given an example, coloring books, koozies, fidget spinners, snuggies, keychains. So she says tote bags, on and on and on and on. So how about $605,000 for coloring books, $60,000 for keychains, $33,000 for Snuggies, $17,000 for koozies, $16,000 for fidget spinners. Do you have a fidget spinner in your life? Do you need one if you go to a conference? They spent another $630,000, $630,000, that's more than a half million dollars for those that studied in the new math, to purchase fake Facebook fans. I don't even I don't even get involved in this world, fake Facebook fans, but I guess you can go out and pay for those to make you look better than you are. Is that like getting a Botox treatment? And uh, and they also used money to pay for social media influencer influencers on a two week trip across the world to promote American values. Hmm. And the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention spent roughly $10,000 to produce zombie apocalypse survival guides. Now, I don't know why you would need that. Uh, There's another one. Department of Energy spent $5,000 on a mascot called the Green Reaper. Not the Grim Reaper, the Green Reaper. It's got a whole little green suit. Do we need $605,000 to be spent on coloring books, even though they might be talking about flood safety or <clears throat> fire safety or boogeyman safety, right? It's just wherever you look, it's more and more and more of the same. Now, recently... Oh, boy. 
thought, oh, here we go. I wrote an article about, and I'm a bad boy for it. I wrote an article about the United uh, or the state of California auditor, Elaine Howell. I like auditors who are honest. We had an auditor every year at the Yuba County Office of Education that came in and looked at our uh, books. That was by law. We had to have that done. I always felt good as a board member having an auditor look at it, independent auditor, and tell us what they liked and didn't like. And then I was able to ask appropriate questions because I didn't actually have access to all the books all the time. And, and it's complicated. So I always liked an auditor. So when Elaine Howell uh, decided and, and was concerned and therefore uh, she got she got the uh, idea of reviewing the finances of 471 cities in the state of California and she just didn't willy-nilly it. She picked 10 different criteria to look at, uh, like financial health, whether cities had enough money to pay their bills, how much debt they have, how much money they have in savings, and if the city has enough money to pay retirement obligations. So the, it, these indicators, they rank cities from west, worst to best. And... Uh, they have to pick a point in time, like, for instance, today is 2019, so they don't have the figures for 2019 for any of these cities because they probably have a due date to have those turned into the state. So they're always a year or so behind, right? So they put out this report, and I think it's regarding probably fiscal year 2017, 2018, or whatever. It's a while back. But they rated out of 470, did I say 471 cities? I'll get it here in a minute. Out of all those cities, uh, Marysville was in the top 18 worst in terms of financial stability. So I wrote about it. I just said the title was State Auditor Adds to Marysville's Woes. You can see it on the NoHostagesRadio.com uh, website. Or you could see it on TerritorialDispatch.biz on the internet. You could read the article either place. But I just talked about a little bit about the history of Marysville and how they've made some really bad choices. And so all of a sudden it just got everybody all pissed off. And Hal... Uh, and I, I actually said exactly what Hal said. Hal was rated, Marisol was rated, according to Elaine Hal, auditor of the state of California, it was high risk in the following categories, debt burden, pension obligations and funding, future pension costs, other pension, other post-employment benefits funding. That was high risk. Moderate risk was in general fund reserves, reserve trends and pension costs, and low risk was liquidity and uh, other post-employment benefits obligations. So then I mentioned Yuba City was rated 26th. It also got a bad rating. Compton got the worst at number one. Okay? So the city got all upset by this. I also mentioned that the city had raised sewage rates by one-third, 
And that even though they've been getting SB1 funding, have not spent any of it. In fact, they haven't addressed any of the road issues in Marysville. And they were behind on the repairing of Ellis Lake. All of that, I think, is exactly or 100% true, as a person once said. Instead of, but the city council people say, well, he doesn't really know the whole story. Sometimes I actually know more of the story than they do. So the, the, they put out a newsletter. They put out a newsletter, and so it was sent to me, not by the city, but by somebody that got the newsletter. And they kind of, they were complaining that the, the terrible auditor uh, addressed some of their issues. And I don't have I don't have the whole newsletter right before me. I thought I did. This is somebody sent me a portion of it. But anyway, in the newsletter, it said it showed a picture of a paver, a unit paving the road, and you got the impression that oh, they're actually paving the road, but they aren't. It says they're going to start paving next month. Now, I don't know whether we're going to pave. They said we're going to pave East 17th Street next month. That's interesting because you've been seeing paving going on incredibly all over Yuba County and every district except Marysville. Very interesting. Major, major paving. In fact, there's been a big push in, a, in a, an agreement between the Yuba County supervisors or Yuba County and the Yuba County Water Agency. They worked out a way to front funds, loan funds, and uh, in, in anticipation of getting SB1 funds to get a lot of work done right now. They made, in fact, it was a good idea. And um, so they got, uh, they did years and years of backlog work. Boom, they're still doing it. They're out there today doing it. And the city of Marysville did nothing. So I just brought that up and all of a sudden they said, well, we're going to really get it on next year. It's just like Ellis Lake. They were supposed to have a report back to the uh, Central Valley Water Authority as to the completion of Ellis Lake, the repair. And they haven't even started because they've hired this firm EKI who instead of popping a pimple, want to remove the head off the individual before they address it. They want to make an aquarium out of the entire lake, treat it like an aquarium with percolators in the bottom, 25 percolators, compressors, pushing the percolators, adding chemicals. If anybody has had an aquarium, you know that's going to be a loser. You don't have to have any engineering degree. But the city just continually makes really stupid decisions. Now, they talk about how they're just going to make all kinds of money off this marijuana thing. And they're they're banking on that, as they say. They're banking on that. And they're making all kinds of money off, off this 1% sales tax. It's interesting. The 1% sales tax uh, schedule uh, or the uh, the 1% sales tax was Measure C once upon a time, right? That, uh, that was supposed to... Some of that money is supposed to go to roads and sidewalks, but not one sidewalk repaired that I could find. Road either. So um, 
The city just threw a big fit and wrote to Sacramento Bee to say they're really disappointed that the Bee wrote all about it and everything. The Bee and I both said something about it, and they didn't like either person saying about it, even though we just told the story that Elaine Howell told at the state auditor's office. Somehow Elaine Howell can't do her job right. But it's really the city council that constantly makes wrong decisions right here in the in the local area. Uh, let me just see if I can find it here. Here we go. Marysville's paying triple the water costs compared to Linda, Oliverst, and Yuba City. People are irritated that they pay 1% sales tax plus higher higher gas taxes and DNB fees, but got no benefits compared to Linda Oliver's Yuba County Foothills, Yuba City, Sutter County. Just talking about the state of the situation in, Mar in Marysville. They keep saying, well, next year. In November, well, next year. Well, we're developing a strategy. You know, you remember Bounce Back? Does any, any of you remember Bounce Back? Under Walter, Walter Munchheimer and that select committee of brilliant people in Marysville that got all pissed off when we criticized Bounce Back? You know what that, you know what that did? Out of hundreds of thousands of dollars, we got a three-ring binder that sits collecting dust down there on the shelf. And, you know, they just hired another marketing person to now work on D Street. It's just interesting to me that the city administrators and county administrators don't have enough intelligence to do things that can benefit the city other than hiring for thirty, forty, fifty, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars outside consultants to come in and do this, and it really doesn't make any difference. It really doesn't make any difference at all. It's interesting that Lorraine uh, Elaine Howell says she was shocked. She was shocked that some cities were borrowing money to pay their pensions. And I thought, fascinating, because both the city of Marysville and the county of Yuba have been borrowing money to cut the cost of their pensions. To either pay their pension bill or try to pay it quicker and cut costs. In Yuba County's situation, they've been able to utilize Yuba County uh, water district or water agency money uh, ahead of time and pay them interest, which has helped them and cut the Yuba County taxpayers interest on pensions, which has helped us. We got a win-win on that deal. But the idea is that when you're going out, when you find families, I've done financial counseling years ago. When you find families that are in debt, and they're borrowing to pay their bills, they're in really, tr really a lot of trouble. Big time trouble. Well, I want to mention uh, my friends over at the Plumbing Doctor. They support me over here to keep us on the air. And uh, if you have a plumbing need in the Yuba Sutter County's area, you can call them at 530 671 9111, and they will come out and fix what you think's ailing you and your plumbing. And they will do that 24 hours a day. And they, I don't know how plumbers normally bid their jobs, but they have kind of a menu. If they'll just call it. They'll say, this is what it's going to cost you. And then that's what it's going to cost you, no matter what. 
So if you want to, if you're looking for a plumber, you get in a jam, you think, oh, I was having people over later tonight. I got a problem. My sink's plugged up. My toilet's not working. 530-671-9111. We'll be right back. And I have one more section to do. And uh, I got a clip about the Democrats' hypocrisy on impeachment. High-profile Democrats publicly condemned President Trump for referring to the ongoing impeachment inquiry as a, quote, lynching. A series of videos resurfaced showing Democrats saying the exact same thing. One America's Christina Howitson has more. President Trump took time Tuesday to discuss the dangerous precedent the Democrats' impeachment inquiry was setting for future leaders. In a tweet, he said, quote, All Republicans must remember what they are witnessing here, calling the ongoing investigation... A lynching. The comment has since received scrutiny from Democrats who have called the statement disgusting and disgraceful. But amid the scorn, videos have begun to surface from the last time a president faced an impeachment inquiry, 1998. In the videos, several Democrats refer to the Clinton impeachment as political lynching, including 2020 Democrat presidential candidate Joe Biden. Even if the president should be impeached, history is going to question whether or not this was just a partisan lynching or whether or not it was something that, in fact, met the standard, the very high bar that was set by the founders as to what constituted an impeachable offense. The former vice president, who had called President Trump's comment abhorrent, has since apologized, claiming the president's use of the word was more deliberate than his Clinton-era comments. Another Democrat, New York Representative Gregory Meeks, had originally said he doesn't believe President Trump understands how insulting it is to invoke the memory of lynchings for political gain. On the House floor, the day before the Clinton impeachment trial began, Meeks invoked that same memory to defend the president in the infamous Lewinsky scandal. What we are doing or what we are doing here is not a prosecution, it's a persecution. And indeed, it is a political lynching. The Republicans have, no, have had no agenda for over a year. And with this act today, they are signaling that they have no agenda for the future. Meeks clarified his comments by saying as an African-American, he had the right to use the term because he understood the pain associated with it and the president did not. The controversy follows a similar instance where the president referred to the inquiry as a coup, which Democrats then condemned. Their criticism backfired quickly as it was revealed nearly a dozen Democrats had used identical language on Clinton's behalf. Democrats and Republicans are expected to continue to clash over impeachment language as the inquiry drags on. Christina Howitson, One America News. Do you know anyone who doesn't vote? I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. Recently, I had a conversation with a professing Christian couple. We agreed on every moral issue except voting. You see, this church-attending husband and wife said they don't vote because God's in control of everything. I've got two problems with that. One, 
Doing what's right in God's sight is part of how we love Jesus Christ and love our neighbor. Christians are commanded to love God with all of their heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love their neighbor as themselves. Where will I not love God? Not in the voting booth? And when the government is hurting my neighbor, what will I do to fight this evil? Second, if God's in control of everything, why do most New Testament books talk about self-control being a holy requirement and even a fruit of the Spirit? Something to think about. SaveCalifornia.com, fighting the good fight for your values in California. segment and uh, I want to mention that I was looking on Facebook this week and Dave Greenitz with Dave Greenitz Construction uh, was showing a bathroom that they just finished it's incredible and uh, just reminded me that some people have some of the most beautiful houses I've ever seen bathrooms that are just amazing just you just it would be a treat just to go down there and use that bathroom. Kitchens, amazing places. People say, well, we want a nice kitchen because we spend a lot of time in the kitchen. Well, I think we spend a lot of time in the bathrooms, and if you let Dave Greenitz build the bathroom, you're probably going to spend more time in that bathroom. Man, they're nice looking. All kinds of fancy tile and lighting and cool ways to make tub surrounds and shower surrounds and recess this and recess that just like amazing look some some bathrooms look like they're out in the open but they're all enclosed and everything fancy places amazing places so if you're interested in sometimes the best house you the best value you have for a house is the house you're in right now and if you could just update it right put in a new set of cabinets Maybe change the layout of the bathroom and enlarge it a bit. Pretty soon you'd think, oh, I'm glad we stayed here. This is house is built better than the houses are built today. And uh, now we've got this new bathroom, new kitchen will carry us to the end, right? And then when we sell it, people will want it because it's got a fantastic bathroom, fantastic kitchen. So Dave has specialized for 40 years in doing just that making amazing kitchens and baths make just blowing people's minds like saying say what that's amazing and um but he also does some you know remodels the front entrances to houses and throws decks on i i like i'm into decks i like outdoor stuff i you know you add a little couple hundred feet of deck or even a concrete patio type thing with overhang and all that kind of stuff. It just enlarges your whole house without having to heat and cool it. You get out there and enjoy the California weather. Right now, it, that weather doesn't cost you anything extra, unless it burns up some of your relatives, and that's a big cost. So uh, you can reach out to Dave, and you can do it in a number of ways. If you're all intimidated... You can go to his website at greenitzconstruction.com and snoop around there and look at all the before and afters and how he goes about it and the quality work he does. You don't have to guess. You can just see nowadays. You don't even have to go to the house. Uh, 
You can look right on the Internet. Or you could go to his Facebook if you're a Facebook cruiser. You could look at Dave Greenitz Construction. That's green with ETZ on the end. And you could find the same thing over there. And you could contact him off any of those sites. Like off the website, you can write him a little note in your email. Put in your name and what you want to know about kitchens, baths, whatever you want to know. And shoot him a little email, secret. Or you could text him at 530-682-9602. 530-682-9602. And you could text him. Say, hey, I want to talk to you sometime. Or tell me this, or tell me that. Or you could actually call him up. He actually, most of the time, I actually get the real and the only Dave Green that's answering the phone. It's amazing. Doesn't even have a secretary to say he's away from his desk, and then I get to ask, how far away is he? If he's not too far away, just get him on the phone. I need to talk to him. But in Dave's case, he answers the phone when you t call him. It's just a, it's a miracle. So uh, give him a shout-out and get in line. You don't have to make any quick decisions because the boy's already got jobs already lined up. He isn't, like, desperate for you to call him. You know, desperate people sometimes make bad decisions. Dave's de not desperate because he's got lots of jobs already lined up for the next few months. So it gives you time to think about it, pray about it, uh, shout to the heavens about it, argue with your husband about it, go get a loan about it, make some plans, and uh, then get him over there to do the job. And once it's done, it's unbelievable. Everybody in town will want to come over and use your bathroom. Just think about it. All right, so that's Dave Greenitz. He helps me here. Uh, he's helped me for years. He's always helping me, doing something, helping me in Vietnam, helping me fix my house, helping me stay on this podcast. We've been partners for years. In fact, I like he and his wife and his kids. They're good people. And they're honest people. They're hard to find today. In fact, I wouldn't have a guy on this show that I promoted that was not honest. Right? Wasn't a good person. Forget about it. Life's too short. So that's that. So let me go back. I found I finally found this whole clip. People send me these things. This newsletter and where the city just whine and complain like, oh, well, yeah, things were kind of tough back then. But uh, they said it was disappointing to discover that the city is at the top of the state auditors list. Well, what, what do you mean disappointed? It's like somebody came in in the middle of the night and vandalized your house. <laughs> you earned it, baby. You earned it. The people making decisions down there at 6th and C earned it. The city council earned it. It was disappointing to discover. What, what do you think? Screwed up finances fall out of the heavens? Get shot out of a cannon on the other side of the earth? Get shot in a rocket from North Korea and lands in your front deck? It was disappointing to discover? Holy mackerel. This is like millennial talk at its worst. It's disappointing that you thought this, Elaine. She's, she's an accountant, for goodness sakes. She's an accountant. She's counting beans. And we're screwed up. According to the snapshot, an audit is a snapshot of a point in time of your finances. I took two semesters of, 
accounting one and accounting two or whatever they called it back in the day. I, un I know a little bit about it. I know how to look at a budget. I know how to look at a, a balance sheet, profit and loss, assets and liabilities. Jeez. It's deeply troubling to read in more than one news article this past week that the state auditor is ready to conduct is ready to, to conduct a state audit of the city of Marysville's finances based on the 2016 It's like, why is that troubling? I, I don't know why we would fear an audit. I, I've been through a full IRS audit when I ran a business in town here. I didn't fear it because I, I know what I had. I did the books. I was honest. I knew what I was doing. They didn't find anything. They walked away. Thank you very much. See you later. It just used up my taxpayer money. I didn't give them a nickel. I did it right. If you did that, if you, you know, if you, like I tell a public, you know, they, oh, we're going to give you the information you want. Uh, we don't know when we'll get back to you, even though the law says 10 days. It's, it's interesting. The government creates all these laws, but when you go to them, they don't follow their own laws. And I just say, you know something? I don't need your BS. Just do your damn job. We're paying you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Just do your damn job. That's all we're asking. Do a good job. Work eight hours. Take your days off. Do your job. Do a great job. Don't be looking at your Facebook. Don't look at pornography. Don't be hiding out and sleeping on the job. Just do. Just work hard and do your job. It's deeply troubling to read in more than one news. It's like the news article created the problem. The news, news article didn't create the financial difficulties of a city. The news article didn't create the state auditor out of thin air. It was a state article auditor that put out the news releases and did all the work. How, do you, how long do you think it took the state of California to evaluate the finances of 371 cities? These people aren't stupid. I may not agree with their politics, but accountants are accountants. Are we saying that Elaine, Elaine Howell is a liar? Is, does she hate Marysville? So they go on here and they, they say, for the record. Oh, for the record. Oh, everything, all that other stuff was just fabricated? It's like they, we got it off a seance? We used a Ouija board? Come on. Tells about how much money they they gloat and they rejoice and celebrate that they took another 1% general sales tax out of our hide and all the money they brought in as, as if they created a cure to cancer. They didn't create a cure to anything. They All they did is they're trying to clean up toxic mistakes City council after city council after city council, toxic mistakes. How would you buy a piece of property for $5, billion, $5 million that, and, and then bond it, go out and go in debt up to $17 million for that? How, how could you do that to the city of Marysville? How could you just abandon, a, abandon assets to the city of Marysville like the boat ramp 
where people were getting using the river. The one thing, few things that you can do around here that doesn't cost you a lot of money. You could go out on the river and fish, or you can go boating or kayaking, or and they just allowed it to go into disrepair, and they they wouldn't fix it. How can you just ignore filing uh, wastewater? Uh, reports for 11 quarters in a row ignoring threatening letters from the government and then get a fine of three billion dollars three million dollars how do you do that with a straight face and then turn around and blame that on newspapers and auditors for coming at you how do you blame your finances being screwed up when you keep when you pass measure c and get one percent sales tax and turn around and give everybody a raise and add more employees, and then buy 19 police cars and borrow the money again. It's just unbelievable. They, the, the way they solve bond ratings here, get better bond ratings, is take more money from people in terms of 1% sales taxes and higher fees to do anything. Whether you want to close a street, have a build, you know, change your house a little bit, need a permit for something it's interesting major major c was supposed to be fixing sidewalks and fixing pavement it's like ridiculous it's interesting compton was the number one you know in compton the the streets are so bad in compton that they put sandbags in the holes just to have something to fill the drop with so it wouldn't blow your front end out i think we should that the city should start a fund since they're not going to pay the roads is to offer coupons for front end alignments where they could give city residents if you could prove that you lived here that you could have a free front end alignment paid for by the city out of sb1 funds because we need it the cities are destroying the front ends of our cars so they said they are re- reissuing old bonds. It's interesting to me. Instead of a big breakthrough in the city or doing something really positive, what they're doing is making the negatives less negative. So they got us into a bond situation, that, and they voted on it twice to bond and rebond on, on five acres of property, got us up to $17 billion that it'll take multi-generations to pay off. <clears throat> and now they're celebrating the fact that they've reduced that cost. They're not talking about bringing a big business to town that's bringing all kinds of sales taxes and, and employment. That's a positive, right? All they're doing is trying to make negatives less negatives. And then they turn around and actually with a straight face reject the idea that Yuba River water that's been used for years to bring fresh water in fresh and algae free water into into Ellis Lake that is a bad idea and they're going to pay these engineers hundreds of thousands of dollars to create an aquarium at Ellis Lake and they can't even they haven't even been able to afford to run the pump at Ellis Lake to pump fresh water in and now they're going to come up with 45,000 a year to run to run this new contraption they're going to put in there. It's just, it, it is unbelievable. And then they write these whiny uh, reports to the city 
Uh, Listen to this. The city is on the cusp of updating its 32-year-old general plan to develop a 2020 vision for revitalized marriage. What was was the... uh, the last plan we just did under Walter Munchheimer, what was that called? Bounce back. Was that not dealing with the general plan? And it said it's also developing a financial strategy and plan to address its deteriorating roads and other infrastructure challenges. <clears throat> what is a financial strategy? Why is it so slow? I mean, Yuba County's been paving like crazy over here. What's so complicated about a financial strategy? Why don't you just have an engineering firm do that for you? If the folks over there at the city of Marysville aren't smart enough to figure that out. Unfortunately, the state auditors damaging and outdated remarks only further hinder the renaissance of cities like, you know something, this is such a crock of crap right here. The state auditors remarks we're a totally accurate for the, the there's nothing in here that questions the accuracy of what the state auditor said or what I said. They just want to twist it to say we got our feelings hurt because we screwed up and people said we screwed up. Right. You know something, if I'm at a dinner at somebody and somebody says, and we're both eating and we're facing each other and somebody says, Hey, you got a little food on your, on the corner of your lip. I do not get a bad attitude about it. I just clean it off, say thank you very much. That's what this is. They got food on their face. Instead of saying, yep, we had food on our face, we got problems, and we're this is what we're doing to fix them. But now they turn around and attack the person that's sitting on the opposite side of the table saying, you got some food on your face. That's what this is. Instead of just admitting They got food on their face and cleaning it off and going on about life. They're going to attack everybody. They're going to attack newspapers. They're going to attack the restaurant because they provided the food to put the food on their face. And they're going to attack their, their, their friend from identifying some cheese hanging off their lip. Right. That's what this is about. It's unfortunate that that person and the restaurant created that cheese cook that cheese that it's hanging off my lip right now because I was it's hindering the renaissance of me cleaning up my life and we're exacerbating historic and negative stereotypes you know something forget the history just forget the history go to Yuba City or just go be gone for a week or two and drive into the city as if you've never seen it before and just make your own call. You don't need to even know anything about this city. If you just drive from city to city to city, you will see differences in cities. And that's it. You see differences, right? You can go to business to business to business. Some businesses you go in, they're tidy, they're clean, they're organized. Some business you go in, they're sloppy, they're unclean, they smell. It's like, hey, everything rises and falls upon leadership. Let's just call it right there. You don't need to know the, the DNA. You don't need to know the genealogy. Just like call it. Go into a restaurant. 
Nobody's in there. Nobody tends to you. They got an attitude. It's dirty. The food's not good. Hey, you don't need to know the history. To me, Marysville needs to put up or shut up. Just put up or shut up. You know, all these arguments back and forth, debate, 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 baloney. We're going to we're going to table this. We're going to send it to a committee. We know what that's about. Just kill the issue. You know, kill an issue. That's that's government. Just government. If they ever do anything right, it's by accident. They screw everything up. It's it's. It's just the way it is. It's a poorly run operation. That's why the founding fathers said we if we have to have a little bit because we got to protect ourselves from foreign invaders and from the guy next door. So we have to have law enforcement and we have to have military. And got and, and we want to equip everybody because if the government gets out of hand, we need to take it back over. It had nothing to do with shooting a deer. They feared what we have today in Marysville. They feared it because exactly the type of people running the city, they did not want to run the United States of America. So that's it. Let's see uh, if I want to do anything else here. I want to just remind you one more time. I'm going to give you the dates of Mary Mary. It's a great play. You will enjoy it. I'm going to be on the front row if I can get a seat. On one of those dates, I think I'm going to be in Vietnam at the beginning of that, but I'm hoping to get to the end from the 6th to the 10th, 7 p.m. nightly, 1179 Eager Road or Highway 99 Eager Road at the uh, Embassy, Church of Glad Tidings property. They call it the Embassy of Heaven. And uh, Building 100 is a big building with the skate park next to it. Just get there. Get there 15, 20 minutes early, plenty of seating, probably 600 seats in there. And uh, you'll have a good time. I guarantee it. Okay. Uh, I will see you next week, Lord willing. And uh, we'll keep plowing ahead. If you want to, again, if, I don't, if you came here off just your regular podcast source, if you want to go to our website, it's nohostagesradio.com. If you want to listen to some old, one of my friends reconnected with us from Port Angeles. He said he went on and listened to all the, all the podcasts while he was working. And, um, uh, Cut caught up because they moved up there from they they're refugees they're part of the Yuba County diaspora. So uh, anyway, uh, if you want to go there, you can listen, read to, read some some of the articles, etc. So we'll catch you next week, and uh, be careful out there, and be safe, and do something kind for somebody this week. Bye bye. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois law enforcement community. We've chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them, everybody. Sweetheart to miss Sugar to kiss